0: Join us on YouTube at the CounterThought channel. Let's go. The recent events of the racially motivated shooting in Jacksonville, Florida, and a viral video involving a 12-year-old boy and the Gadsden flag have brought the race baiters out again. But this is your reminder. Just because you don't like something or someone doesn't mean that racism is involved. Welcome to CounterThought. over the last seven years since Donald Trump was elected president in 2016 and sworn into office in January of 2017. Racism has been used countless times in order to discredit someone and to attack someone so that their viewpoints are then seen as invalid. This has become a prominent tactic on the liberal left in order to silence those that they disagree with in order to argue outcomes that they don't like and hard truths that may be difficult for them to swallow. The recent events of this past week and the week before involving a 12-year-old boy in Colorado Springs, Colorado and the Gadsden flag on his backpack and then the racially motivated shooting by a white supremacist in Jacksonville, Florida have brought the race baiters out once again. And they're the frequent flyers. We we know who they are. You have your Jamel Hill, formerly of ESPN. You have Al Sharpton, and you have many others in the media that anytime there is a differing races involved or anytime they can tie something back to the history of our country involving slavery or the oppression of a minority group, they're going to do so. And racism and calling everyone racist or something racist has just become the lazy man's argument. Gone are the days where you can have a good faith intellectual discussion with someone, you know, someone that you disagree with. And just because you disagree with them or you don't like the outcomes of something, such as, you know, a predominantly minority group scoring lower on math scores or reading scores, like we've seen in our school systems, doesn't mean that the school system or the test is racist. It's not racism that's at fault, but that doesn't keep the race baiters from coming out of the woodwork. Anytime they have a chance to tie something to racism, they're going to do it. And you should always be skeptical of these individuals because how do they make their money? They make their money by selling books, being on TV, Going around and giving speeches at colleges, universities, you know, civic auditoriums and the like. But in order for them to go around and do that, they have to have new material to talk about. So anytime there is an opportunity for them to turn something into something involving race, they're going to do so. And we've seen this countless number of times since 2016 involving Donald Trump. And over these last seven years, it has gone into all corners of society. Some that you may remember would be George Floyd and Derek Chauvin. Derek Chauvin is the Minnesota police officer, the Minneapolis police officer who was later convicted and I think wrongfully so based on the evidence, but convicted of, I believe it was manslaughter of like the second degree. And he's serving, I think 20 plus years in prison. But whenever that story broke in George Floyd during the summer of 2020, the line and the attacks on, in the media, and this whole topic of this episode goes to some of the reasons of why the trust in the media is at all-time lows, I think down to around maybe like 15 or 16%. But everybody was claiming that Derek Chauvin was a racist, and that is why he kept his uh, knee on George Floyd's neck and blocked his airways and all of this. But you know what didn't occur? the prosecution did not try to prove, did not bring racism into their case against Derek Chauvin. So despite all of the talk on TV and radio and in the newspapers and the magazines, whatever medium about racism being involved, the prosecution didn't charge him with any type of hate crime. And that's not the only instance we've seen. Going back to the very first episode of this podcast, which is audio only, so if you want to listen to it, go to your podcast app and search episode one. But that episode was about, um, with great influence comes great responsibility. And in that episode, I talked about, this also occurred in the summer of 2020, right after George Floyd talked about LeBron James. There was a um, police officer shooting in Columbus, Ohio, police officer was called to a residence there was a fight breaking out in the driveway in front of some vehicles in the driveway two girls were fighting mckea bryant she had a knife and she was attacking this other girl and the officer got out of his pulled it to the residence hopped out of his car you know it was like stand down stand down drop the knife drop the knife she didn't drop the knife she lunged towards the other girl so pop 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 the police officer had to shoot and kill mckea bryant but what happened before the facts could come out, what happened? LeBron James, one of the most popular athletes in all of the world for the last 20 years, jumps over to Twitter, now X, posts the officer's picture online and says, your next hashtag accountability. Your next, tying back to Derek Chauvin and what happened to him. LeBron James plastered to his 100 plus million followers on Twitter, and across Instagram, everywhere his circle of influence that he has and put your next for the police officer recklessly. He didn't care about the facts of the case. He just knew a non-black police officer was involved and shot a black woman or a black teenager in this case. Racism. And that's the card we're going to play. And you know what? It wasn't racism that happened. The officer did his job, but that didn't stop people like LeBron James and those in the media, you know, the media was once a place. The news was once a place. The newspapers, the you know, the nightly news was a place you could go to get factual information, and now it's not. Now it's all just pundits giving their opinion pieces. I think out of maybe the twenty-four hours that the news occurs on, you know, the national stations, and you know, the ten-plus hours that it occurs on, you know, ABC, NBC, um, NBC, and, and the like, you maybe have one to two hours. That are considered news segments the rest are opinion pieces about the news so this trust has just gone to the wayside and this part of the reason is because there are accusations being made that cannot be backed up by the facts so going back to these most recent events in jacksonville florida you know i am here in orlando so orlando florida here in the state of florida there was a shooting in Jacksonville, a young, early 20s kid, white kid, went to a black neighborhood targeting black individuals, shot, killed multiple black individuals, instantly cries for racism. You know, that's to be expected later to find out it was racially motivated. It was, you know, a hate Filled shooting. It was a hate-filled murder and done based upon hate for the black community. But when Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis of Florida, showed up to one of the events, like one of the, the vigils to pay their respects for those who lost their life in that community, there were protesters there trying to blame it on DeSantis. And you may have seen the video. It went viral as well, but there was a city councilwoman, I forget her name, but she interrupted DeSantis actually talking. He's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We're not, we're not going to have this. She's like, we're not. This is not about politics. He said this is about honoring people's lives and mourning their deaths. He said a bullet does not have a political party. And it's wonderful that this woman spoke up and said that because you had people trying to, um, again make baseless claims and trying to say that because of something DeSantis or the Florida legislature did in the state that led to this boy, uh, committing this race motivated murder. And that's just not the case. And we need to also remember that those like Jamel Hill, she sounded off again. To however many followers she has, unfortunately, she hasn't she has many, but she decided to go from ESPN from the sports world and go into, I guess, pop culture, societal news. But the path she has taken is everything is going to be about racism and the cost of racism and the, the victimhood of racism. So she said something saying that this is all DeSantis's fault for what happened in Jacksonville. That's ridiculous. And what's worse is that she should know better. And if she doesn't know better, that's even worse. But for those of the the low-informed citizens of America who are just going about their day and maybe read a headline and see something like that and for some reason give uh, any type of value to the opinions of some of these people who just spout things off without any actual factual credibility, they see that and they might believe it. Which goes back again to that first episode in my LeBron James example of, if you have great influence, you have a greater responsibility to be accurate and greater responsibility of regarding what you're saying because of your influence. It ties directly, it's a little um, derivative of, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, with great influence becomes great responsibility. So that's one example. And then the viral video earlier this week was of a 12 year old boy based in Colorado Springs, Colorado. His name is Jaden, a viral video was posted of him sitting in a guidance counselor's office saying that he could no longer attend the school because he would not remove the Gadsden flag from his backpack. Now the Gadsden flag, for those of you who do not know, is the yellow flag with the rattlesnake curled up and you know the head sticking up a little bit and the, the rattler's going in below it. It says, don't tread on me. And the reason he was getting in trouble is because the counselor and those at the school were saying that it has, it is regarding slavery and it ties back to slavery, which then ties to racism. And you can't have something involving that is racist in the school. So he needed to remove his flag. Well, this boy and his mother, Jaden and his mother stood up and was like, "Uh, do you even know the history of the Gadsden flag? Do you even know the history? It does not tie back to you know, slavery in America. It goes back to the American Revolution back in the 1770s. So this counselor at the school, the school district itself, if this got so out of hand, I mean, they were just, they just made made to look like complete fools, uneducated, uninformed fools that the Democrat governor of Colorado had to stand up and speak out in support of the Gadsden flag. It's like, no, this is not tied to slavery. This is tied back to the American Revolution. And just because the EEOC, which is only under the Biden administration, however, and I believe the FBI also put out like a memo of symbols to look for that are, they considered tied to domestic terrorism and things like that, which is a whole different topic. They included the Gadsden flag. And that is only because the Gadsden flag has been seen over the last 10 years or more to be kind of latched onto by the Libertarian Party and now even more recently conservatives and Republicans because of the attacks that we believe are happening in the downfall of our society and what our government is doing that is illegal in nature in the attacks on our freedoms and our rights. So because of this uninformed counselor, she tried to, she almost had this kid expelled for no reason at all. The school principal cited in an email, a blog post tying the Gadsden flag to slavery to then racism from a blog post, you know, what I would have taken a quick little Google search, quick little being search, whatever, you know, search You want to use looked up history of the Gadsden flag if they can spell it oh wow look at that five seconds later we know that this is a non-issue sorry we apologize go on your way but nope turned into a viral video and i'm glad it did because it exposes what is actually happening within this country you have administrators and millions of millions of people not taking the time to do the due diligence to fact check what it is that they are consuming they are going. To, they are designating individuals that they believe to tell them the truth, and then just taking whatever it is those individuals say. Their designees saying, "Oh, I trust that person. What they say is gospel. Whatever they just said is factual." And then what happens in cases like this? You are a fool, and you the, the foolishness is revealed because you are not taking the time to actually fact check the information you are putting into your mind. Put in trash, you're going to get trash out, right? And we've seen this stretching across all different areas of society. Sticking with school, I mentioned earlier, we've talked about math tests have been mentioned to be racist because you have a minority group that underperforms on certain math tests. And what's the response? The response is not, hey, let's find ways to bring up the the performance level of this group of these individuals no it's an attack on the the exam the test we've seen this in new york as well that because there is a lawsuit i think it was actually just um just awarded millions of dollars or maybe it's in the billions to individuals who tried to practice who tried to pass a school instructor like a teachers exam but did not pass, but it was deemed because the test was racist because of the difficulty level, because it had too many white individuals passing the test, while black and Hispanic individuals were underperforming and were not passing the test. I think the payout came out to be like for the 2000 individuals, something like 200, $200 million dollars, I guess, for lost wages if they would have been a teacher or something like that. Absolute. Ridiculousness. And then in Florida, a couple of months ago, maybe just one month ago, the NAACP put out this notice that, you know, saying that black people should not travel to the state of Florida, that they should be on high alert. And you may have seen the videos about it. I think it also went viral. Of there was then a member of the NAACP who was on a video call talking about this topic, and he was located in Tampa, Florida, as he's actually talking about this topic. And they're talking about how how florida is dangerous for black individuals. Meanwhile, this dude talking about it is located in Tampa in Florida. But it permeates and people take people take it to heart because I live here in Orlando, you know, we have all the theme parks, Disney, Universal, SeaWorld, Legoland next door, you know, Adventure. So many different theme parks, right? Brings in tons of millions of tourists every single year. And we have a big convention center, a lot of places, hotels, the actual Orlando Convention Center as well. But I remember seeing headlines after that announcement, that declaration by the NAACP saying like, oh, the black engineers of Florida or America or something are not going to hold their annual conference here in Orlando. They're pulling it. Like some supposed to have like 2,500 to about 5,000 black engineers at this conference, but they pulled it because they believe what they're being told about how Florida is a dangerous place for black people. It's not. That's just the manipulation of, of the minds in order to maintain political power and also discredit, again, in this case. Governor DeSantis and the legislature of Florida to make Florida seem like a bad place to live, to discredit DeSantis, to make him seem like someone who is dangerous, which will then undercut his uh, presidential aspirations. It's just ludicrous what's going on. And I hope you've seen it. And affirmative action, that happened. That is another example. Affirmative action has been around since the you know since the 70s it was to make up for you know the slavery that occurred and the disadvantages that occurred for african americans within this country it's been in place for 50 plus years it goes against a lot of the a lot of the um uh, discrimination protections within this country you know can discriminate based upon race religion um sex and a few other factors i think uh, ability, like your disability or, you know, whatever your, your ability to perform certain functions, Supreme Court overturned that no longer any more affirmative action came through, came because of a Harvard case involving Asian Americans and uh, how they were being discriminated against, even though they had the test scores to be able to get into Harvard and other Ivy League schools. There's probably going to be a workaround by those schools. We've already seen some examples of that, but you know, that's another topic for another day. But the end of affirmative action you know hands up in the air pearl clutching then occurs right oh my gosh this is racist to the nth degree like this is the most racist thing ever no it's not just because you disagree with a policy or disagree with an individual or don't like the outcome of something by some group some subgroup does not mean that there is racism involved It is time for those who think like that in this country to stop being the victim and instead think about ways to improve the situations, to improve the outcomes, to improve the performance of these individuals that are underperforming, that are underachieving. That is where the mind needs to go. It doesn't need to go to this victim mentality or this everything is racist because I don't like it. If everything is racist, then nothing can be racist. You are discrediting yourself by saying, by overusing racism to counter argue things that you are to argue against things you don't like or don't, don't agree with. And again, these race baiters, they come out of the woodwork every time there is an opportunity. Anytime there's an opportunity to invoke race into an issue, it will happen. But you, me, we have to be smarter than that. The American people, society has to be smarter than that. It is time that we hold ourselves collectively to higher standards to make things better for individuals so they can score better on their math tests, their reading tests, their, you know, their math and reading and literacy proficiency tests and things like that when it comes to schools. To be more informed that, you know, a flag, which is a quick Google search away from knowing the history of it, is not tied to slavery to know that just because a police officer who is of a different race shot a minority and the minority died does not mean that there was racism involved there is too much carelessness especially from those that have high levels of influence in our culture and it's it's sad and terrifying and terrible and everything wrapped together that these individuals don't seem to care of the impact that they have. They don't seem to care about any of the responsibility that would then fall onto their shoulders for many different reasons, you know, that create that, I guess, mindset for them to be able to just not care and just say whatever they want to say for the sake of saying it. But we as a society collectively, it is time to change our response, look out for you know the, the information that we are digesting and putting into our brains, and actually be better and help others to be better, to make sure others know what is actually happening, to know what is occurring, to educate yourself. If you don't educate yourself, if you are just closing your eyes and blindly following others, then you will, can easily be led astray easily be led astray and that is happening day after day after day and it seems like it is increasing but it is time for those of us who do not have the wool pull over, pulled over our eyes to speak up speak out and reach out to those that we disagree with that don't see things the way that we do and to help remove the wool from over their eyes so they can see what is actually occurring in this country. Our society has been, is deteriorating, but it is only going to improve if you and I take action to improve it. That is at least one step in the process. Another step is going to, you know, as part of that process, not putting so much stock into what other individuals say just because they're a popular individual, just because they have, you know, a large following on social media. We ourselves need to be accountable to ourselves and make sure that what we are taking in is actual factual information. Everything is not because of racism. Have be willing to have discussions with those you disagree with and understand where they are coming from. And then, when you understand where they are coming from, make your evaluation of their of their stance, of their argument. But we have to do better as a society when it comes to um, disagreeing with one another and trying to figure things out collectively. So don't fall for these traps of this is due to race just because, the, just because the the races are different in various types of events that occur within our country we have to be better than that we need to see beyond race see beyond race and actually strive to improve this country by elevating our own performance and the expectations of ourselves and our fellow americans Thank you for listening to Counterthought, a podcast conserving America's freedom, culture, and values. Remember to subscribe and like or rate the podcast on your podcast app or on YouTube and engage with the podcast on Instagram at counter underscore thought at Counterthought CEO or on Facebook at Counterthought Podcast.